So Amy, thank you so much for having you here. I'm so excited that you're here and so is other women that wanted to learn so much from you. Sure. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Okay. One of the important questions that you fascinate me with it was, um, what made you leave the corporate world? Yeah. So I had a long journey in the corporate world, you know, 15 years at CBS in various roles, then um, just about two years at Google. Um, you know, I... I loved it for such a long period of time. I met some great people. I did some amazing work. I got to go to some really cool events. Um, but at the same time, you know, my life became a lot more complicated. I had three kids. I was married. I had an almost a 90 minute commute each way. Wow. And it hit the point where what I look back and realize now is I hit the point of burnout. It wasn't that clear to me at the time. Um, you know, I was dealing with daily panic attacks at work. Um, I had had um, clinical depression as a teenager in the past, so I kind of knew what that looked like. And so for me, there were really two things that led me to leave. Um, you know, one was I was actually more afraid of what was going to happen if I didn't leave my job. Yeah. Uh, I was afraid that I would fall back into that place of depression. So I was afraid of what type of mother I was going to be able to be for my kids. I was afraid of what then that would do to my marriage, right? My husband also commuted into New York City 90 minutes each way. We saw each other for maybe probably, I don't know, 20 minutes a day. I saw my kids for a half hour a day sometimes, depending on my work hours. And given that, it stopped filling me up. Because for a time, I loved my work. I, it filled me up and I was able to be a better mom and a better wife because I worked in that capacity and did something I loved. But when it stopped being the case and when that took so much of me that then I could not show up for my family, I had to make the decision of choosing the life that I really wanted to lead by leaving so that I could be an all-around present person and not a shell of myself, which was what I was becoming. The other thing that led me to leave was, and this was something that I had really shoved down a lot over the years, was I deep down in my gut knew that I was meant for more than what I was doing. I had no idea what that meant. I just kept feeling these whispers and I had had them really throughout college, throughout you know all of my years of working, just saying, you know, I really like this but there's something else. There's something more. And I, you know, every day now I'm on this journey to figure that out. But, you know, it was, so it was being able to really know that those whispers were there and then having to be real with myself, with the way, with the way that I was headed and where my trajectory was going if I didn't leave the corporate world. Wow. That's so admiring. And it's funny you mentioned that, um, the whispering thing, Oprah, and in one of her interviews, she mentioned that um, it's like a whisper that the first comes in, and then it's like a wind, and then it's like a brick wall. It just kind of mm -hmm. falls on you. And the fact that you recognize that an earlier, thank God, because I always say your work is home away from home. Yeah. And how much your work can affect your relationship, your kids, you know, yourself, your health. So that's so admiring that you actually recognize that and did something about it because a lot of people out there, they keep pushing through and saying that, you know what, let me keep continue doing it. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. And like you said, that gut feeling is there. Oh my God. Like it doesn't feel right. Yeah. Well, I can't tell you the number of people who, when I said that I was leaving Google, pulled me aside and said, how did you make this decision? How, how did you come to this? And 
I didn't realize how many people were just in that place of daily struggle. Um, it was really eye-opening to me you know, to understand, you know, how many people maybe weren't happy with their current situation, but for any number of reasons, didn't have the courage to take those first steps to really lead a more happier, more fulfilled life. And I tell you, I had so much fear around the burnout. I, I'm sorry, failure around the burnout. I felt like a failure. I felt like I couldn't hack it. You know, all these things that now being separated from it a few years later and looking back, um, that's part of what I, why I do what I do is because I don't want anyone else to have to reach the level of burnout that I did in order to lead an intentional life. Life is too short. And we all have too many people that we care about and care about us um, to lead life in that circumstance. Absolutely. That leads me to, to your next question that I have for you. I know that you talk about and focus a lot about energy and your coaching practice. So tell me a little bit about that. And what did you do to have this positive energy in your own life? Yeah. So the coaching certification program that I uh, attended, they teach a lot about energy and the exchange of energy on a daily basis. And one of the key tenets of that is that there's two types of energy. There's anabolic energy and there's catabolic energy. Anabolic energy is that energy that is positive, right? It is like when you take a deep breath and you straighten up and the air just fills your lungs, that's how you feel, right? You feel full of life. Um, the opposite side, catabolic, that's the energy that's constricting. Right? That's the fear, that's the anger, um, all of those emotions that really tend to weigh on you. It almost even affects your posture. Um, people can't see me, but I'm like, I'm like leaning my shoulders down as I say that because that's the way that energy feels. And that really resonated with me when I was going through my coaching program because it wasn't until I became aware of these two different types of energies that I started paying attention to how they showed up in my life. Right? Who are the people that I'm surrounding myself with. Do they fuel me, right? Do I get anabolic energy from being around them or are, am I constricted by them? Do, do, they feel, do they fill me with regret? Do they fill me with all of those catabolic notions and feelings um, that keep me from playing big? So it was the people that I surrounded myself with I started thinking about differently. The media certainly that I consumed Right. And now in this time of COVID-19, I mean, you, you turn on the television and there's just so much coming at you from all different angles. But if you're not careful, consuming too much of that will absolutely drain your energy. So you have to get very protective of what you're exposing yourself to, who you're exposing yourself to, become aware of that, and then make the choice to lead yourself in a way where you're surrounded with more positivity, with that anabolic energy. That doesn't mean that I'm happy all the time or that I'm constantly, you know, feeling, right, right. feeling up and alive, but it's just that fact of being aware of being able to say, okay, this action, this person, it does not leave me feeling positive. It does not leave me in a good place. Being aware of that gives me more control over the way I lead my life on a daily basis. Wow. Yes, absolutely. Because you know what? Uh, I always tell you like, uh, the way I grew up, my upbringing, I just like, who are you surrounding yourself? What do you have around you? And that can, people always ask me, you know, one of the questions that uh, people like, ask me, like, well, how do we get our thoughts? Because our thoughts gets created from our surrounding. Mm -hmm. And once our thoughts gets created and then that turns to an emotion, an emotion, what makes you make a decision? 
So like you said, this energy thing that you're talking about is so important because if you have a negative energy, all you're thinking is always negative and that's where your decision making has come from. And you're gonna attract like energy, right? So if you're in this negative place, what do you think you're gonna attract? You're gonna attract more negativity, right? It's like, I think we've all been around people where when they enter in a room, you don't know why, but you're like, man, I really wanna talk to that person, right? Or I really wanna learn from them. It's because you're attracted to that energy. So as I said, energy attracts like energy. So just think about that the next time you're kind of in one of those negative catabolic swirls, right? You really need to to pull yourself out of it in order to attract the type of people, the type of um, universe reactions that you want to. Yeah, I love what you said. Like for take, like they have to take a second and see like these people around me that they feel me, or they like literally sucking my energy out. Yes. Like just that awareness alone, you know, when you enter a room or people around you, because a lot of us just go over our head. Right. Right. And look, some of us, I want to be realistic here too. I mean, some of us, we can't necessarily choose everybody that we surround ourselves with, whether it's somebody we have to work with at work. Yes, you can change jobs, right? There's always some sense of control. But if you're in a situation or somebody's in a situation where, you know, maybe they can't make that decision or they have, it's their parents and they live with their parents right now, right? That's where you start to get into those boundary discussions um, because there are ways of protecting your energy. But yes, I forget who, but somebody mentioned them being energy vampires. And I love that term, right? Because I think we all have one or two people, at least in our lives, who um, after conversing with them, you might walk away just feeling, whoo, that just took everything out of me. So be aware of the energy vampires in your life. No, absolutely. But no, but I love the way, the fact that you just mentioned that they, just the awareness alone. Yeah. And I just learned that from you because like you said, we just like, we can't have everybody choose and pick and say, oh, I want to have all these happy people around me all the time. And God forbid, you know, our kids itself is energy. <laughs> <laughs> but, but overall, like you said, just the awareness of it, that if you practice that, that can make such a huge difference Yes. in our lives. Absolutely. This one is my favorite. <laughs> Your community called... Let me... <laughs> Fuck bucket life. Am oh, I full full bucket life? Full bucket I, life. I, I I thought it was a typo. I literally thought, I said I gotta have to ask Amy, but I'm gonna ask her right there, right then. Full bucket life. Yes. Why did you started this, and why do you feel it is important now? Yeah. So by the way, now I'm gonna want to call it the first thing. Um, I, that, that would be such a great name for it. But I was like, this this should be fuck bucket. Did life. I really? Did I? I know you're editing this, but did I really write that? I, I, I kid you not. <laughs> that might be the best Freudian slip like I have ever, ever had in my entire life. That is hysterical. Um, so yeah, Full Bucket Life um, is the community that I'm about to launch. It's a free Facebook community. And it came to me because, you know, my business is Redefined Possibility. That's kind of the coaching umbrella I have. But I've had the pleasure of leading a lot more virtual group workshops lately in this time of of COVID-19. And one of the exercises that I've just found really resonates with people the most has been kind of what I call my full bucket exercise, um, which, you know, other people I know do versions of this as well. But we talk about setting the vision for where you want to be. And you and I just talked about this idea of the fact that we have control over what we enter into our lives and what we give energy to. So it's this exercise where we lay out, okay, right now, what is filling our bucket, right? Like, so if we are, if we are a bucket and we have the choice of filling 
thoughts and emotions and actions into our bucket, right? Like what's filling that right now? Is it possibly sadness? Is it regret? Um, is it maybe excitement? Is it loss? You know, are you filling it with arguments with your spouse? Are you filling it with too much work? Are you filling it with being exhausted, right? We take a really big picture look and then we get down deep into, okay, what is, what is fueling us right now? And then we flip the page and we say, okay, deep breath. What do you want to fill your bucket? Wow. Do, do you want it to be filled? And again, you can choose how full that bucket is, right? You can choose to put two things in there. You can choose to put 10 things in there. But what do you want it to be like? Okay. And even just allowing people to go through that process of thinking, wait, it doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be the way it is now. I can actually set this vision for myself. And some of them, you can see their faces light up with actually talking about what they want. Um, and it's so powerful to see. So seeing so many people go through that experience, I created this full bucket life community to empower people to set that vision of what they want to put in their bucket and then create a community that supports each other in the process of getting there. Cause it's not easy, right? It's not easy to take the number of steps to lead the life that you want to live, but little by little progress adds up. And it's so much easier to do that when you're surrounded with people that are going through the same process that are there, that are in the trenches with you that can support you and lift you up. So I'm so excited um, to be able to do this because I just, and in this time of COVID-19, you asked why I started it. Um, There's so many people right now that are for the first time in a long time, taking the time to stop and breathe and say, okay, I have been on this treadmill. I've been in this hamster wheel of go, go, go. What do I want this to be like after, you know, this is over or the new normal or, you know, whatever you want to call it. What do I want to let back into my life? And I really applaud the people that are going through that review process right now, because it's the perfect time to take stock of that. And as we do start to open our lives back up, you know, what do you want to fill your bucket? What do you want to fill your time with? And, and who is that? And so I'm hopeful that people will find the support that they need and, and you know, will find um, the community that they need in this, uh, in this group. This is such a wonderful thing. Like, I, I love the fact that you said one thing, we are not alone. The fact that you're doing this together in a group and just coming in and seeing that people that are like, okay, this is what I wanted to do, but yet there's so many other people. And I personally think that the COVID-19, uh, despite how um, unfortunate it is, and so many people died and so many people got affected, uh, I mean, emotionally and financially, yeah. but the idea of this global is kind of like, give us that thing, like, okay, we all end this together. So your thing is, your, your program is just like that, you know, like, okay, like we're not alone. We, we have her and we have a bunch of other like-minded people here that we can come in and start a lot all over again. And just simply, like you said, sit back and breathe and okay, how you want your bucket to be full. Yes. And what do you put in it? You know, I've had, I've asked myself this question. It's like, what do I miss and what don't I miss? Right. You know, I mean, so often we're just doing things because we're on autopilot or because they've just been done that way for so long. We don't stop and question, like, is this something I really want to be doing? Or why am I even doing this, taking this action or seeing this person or, you know, do whatever it is in the first place. And, you know, now I, I feel like I know, as I said, myself and others are sitting here saying, okay, well, do I want to go back to doing that? Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a 
as you said, it's such a hard time, but it's also a good time to reflect on that. Absolutely. You picked the perfect time to do this because right now, so many people need you and they wanted to start. They don't know where to start and where to finish. And I yeah. think that's important. And you do this like personally and professionally. Is it like do separately or all together? You do it? Is it? Yeah. So the Facebook community is private, but it's open to everyone. Um, so and it's going to launch uh, probably about the second week in June. I'm going to open up um, the doors to that. Oh, I'm sorry um, about that. And so, yeah, so that's going to be where, you know, I'm checking in with people on a daily basis. I'll be providing some, you know, free downloadables. I'll go live. Um, eventually it will likely grow into more of a membership community program um, or a group coaching program as well. Um, so there will be offerings that depending on, you know, if something resonates with the community that we might go a bit deeper on. Uh, but really the start of it is just this core of building this uh, more conscious community that supports each other. So um, I'm, I'm here to kind of listen to the people, as weird as that might sound, um, and take it to where they really want and to where they need to go and what they need support on to listen to. Um, and then I do have my one-on-one, -on -one, you know, coaching offering as well that I will continue to do in my workshops. Uh, but I'm really excited to, um, to have people learn from each other and, and to be a part of this community. I am so excited for you. Well, I'm going to be the first one to be there. I'm telling you this right now. It sounds so exciting. And um, you can always learn something new. And like I said, I love to connect with like-minded people. No matter, you know, how much uh, we're in the business or uh, what we have done so far in our life, we can always learn from each other. And I love that the fact that you're doing this as a group and people can come in and they can get to know you and then, you know, you'll take it from there. So that is really amazing. I find you so fascinating and I, I love your energy. I just love your energy that um, I couldn't believe when I met you and I'm like, oh my God, this woman, she works, she has three kids and a husband and she's like such a you know, you have such an energy and it all makes sense because you're teaching people how to, you know, pay attention to their energy and how to use their energy to create life that they love. So there's a lot of people, and especially in this group that we have over here, a lot of women just like yourself um, that are like, have a family, they have a spouse, they have a kids and they're like so overwhelmed and they're just looking with, for people like you to tell them like, how do you do it? You know, like, how do you do it all? How do you balance your life? Oh my gosh. I mean, it is, it is not easy. And I by no way, shape or form want to make it seem like it is because goodness knows I certainly have my days and my hours and my minutes. There are some days where I just say, I need to get through this minute. I need to get through this hour, especially during homeschooling lately. Um, but yeah, that's why, and that's why just having this group of people. And I'm so grateful that, you know, the women that are part of your community found you and found each other because if you don't have those right people, if you don't have those people that you can lean on, um, it's just so hard to feel so alone and to feel like you're on an island and to go through this. And especially when you have the dynamics of a family or, and or a spouse, um, a house or an apartment, wherever you are, that environment, it's so easy to lose sight of yourself. Absolutely. So having people around you who can help you realize that again, there's just no better thing really in, in the world than that because as cliched as it sounds, it really is true. You need to put your oxygen mask on before you can help anybody else. Um, and sometimes being a part of a community like you've built um, is just the first step in being able to do that. And so that's such a gift. Oh, it is. I mean, I, by just hearing you, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be like, I know you have your moments, but I want to be like you. 
I want to be just like you because you do such a wonderful job, you know, balancing it all together. Um, this is one of my questions to you. What would be one piece of advice that you would give to women entrepreneurs, mothers, daughters um, out there that are like, simply, like you said, I doesn't even have time to take a breather and say like, I don't know what I, my life is and I don't know where I wanna go. So they can simply sit down and, and make a confident decision about their personal or professional life to get there. Just if you have to give them one advice, where to start? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna start with one that's a that's a big one, and it, it might blend into two. So if you'll if you'll allow me if you'll allow me two, yeah, I might go into time. I love to hear. Um, so the first one, and this is one that I struggled with for gosh a, a long time, a long time, and and I worked with a coach actually to help me go through some of this. Um, and that is stop shooting all over yourself, right? And I know that that sounds kind of wow. cheeky, but it's the idea that you know when you're looking at a decision. Are you, the decision that you're about to make, are you making that because you think you should do that? Or are you doing it because you want to do that, right? Especially when we're in these roles of, as a leader, as a wife, as a mother, like whatever your role is, so often women are, have a tendency to be people pleasers, right? And so we make decisions from a place of should. I should do this because so-and-so tells me. I should do this because society tells me. I should do this because of X, Y, Z reasons. It's like, wait, stop. Do you want to do this? Do you, do you uniquely you, how does this make you feel when you talk about making that decision? Whatever that decision is, imagine you've made it. How does that make you feel? Right. Right? So paying attention to that feeling that it gives you first, because you're the person that has to live with that decision. Absolutely. Right? The other person doesn't. The other person doesn't have to be you on a day in, day out basis. So what is it that you uniquely you want? How is that decision going to make you feel? And if someone feels so disconnected from themselves, because I do have the opportunity to work with a lot of women who just are so far down the road of saying, I don't even know what I like anymore. I don't even know enough about myself to know what decisions I want to make. Right? Like I ask myself that question, but I don't know who I am anymore because I've spent so much time just pleasing others and doing what others want for me. And, you know, the first step there I sometimes say is just, you know, date yourself again. You know, if you've, if you've gotten to this point where you don't, can't even make a decision because you don't, you've lost that inner compass, right? Date yourself. And this doesn't have to be, you know, grand gestures, right? Think about when you are out at a restaurant and you're looking at a menu, right? I've had this experience so many times where it's like, I know what I want to order, right? right? But I also know what I should order, should order. Right. right? or should not order, right? And so it's, it's maybe making that decision to say, you know what? I don't care that the person next to me might look at what I've ordered and, and think that it's disgusting, right? But like, I'm going to make that decision for myself. Right. And I want to order that meal, so therefore I'm gonna order it. And the interesting thing with that is, is that then notice, how does that meal make me feel, right? So if it's something super unhealthy, right, but you wanted it, so therefore, you know what, I'm gonna order it because I don't care about, you know, the diet group I'm in or, you know, whatever it is, I don't care about the people and the way they say I look. Then it becomes, okay, now notice, how did you feel after that? 
Did you like it? Did you like the way it's all about you, right? It's, wow. it's making those, taking those actions and making those decisions to get to know yourself better, but it's also then having the awareness and creating the awareness about how your decision affected you, not how it affected others. How did that decision that you just made affect you? Right. And the more you do that, the more you become smarter about the decisions that you make right? But start small. Start with those little decisions about what to order, about what to wear, maybe. You know, what are those little decisions that you won't even, maybe you won't even notice that you're making them on a daily basis? Absolutely, yes. So start to do that. Start to get to know yourself again, and then it will all come. Wow. Date yourself. You're so right. You've said it perfectly. That's This is what, what I'm talking about, because this is so powerful, what you just said, like, just to sometimes we forget, especially for women, because we're mom and, you know, we love our kids. We try to be the perfect wife, perfect mm -hmm. partner, and we always put everybody needs before us. Mm -hmm. And then you forget. Yeah. Then you completely forget yourself and you're like, you don't even know who I am anymore. Yes. And then this is the opportunity. This is the perfect time. Like you said that they should join your program and then see their buckets and say like, what, what kind of junk am I putting in here? Yeah. Why is it getting so heavy on me? You know, I'm carrying this bucket. It's so heavy. I don't want to carry it anymore. Just put it down and look inside and see what you have in there. Is it necessary to carry that or not? And that's how we make decisions. That's how we become confident. That's how we choose to show our true identity of really truly who we are, good or bad. Yeah. With all together. Wow. That is like, you're amazing. Thank you. I need you as like my copywriter. Like you're like my polite brand polish. Like just, you know, take right what you said. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. Like, I mean, I mean, we need people like you to just to sort of simply come in and tell us like how it is, you know, without like so much a technicality, without so much like following the protocol of how life should be or should not be. Yeah. And, and really, like, like you said, showing vulnerability is okay. It's okay. You know, I'm not going to know everything. And the more of us we speak about that, the more women that are like actually shy away from, you know, growing personally or professionally can come out and say, hey, so-and-so did it so I can do it too. And that's why we have you here. And I thank you so much for coming here and sharing your experience. And we're definitely going to look, look you up and, and <laughs> find you. Um, my audience is always looking for someone like yourself to be inspired and such a great energy. And um, a mom, a wife, a, a wonderful leader. So they can, you can be their role model and they can see if you can do it, they can do it too. Oh, thank you. It was honestly my privilege to talk to you. I, I, I just love doing this. And I love the fact that you have the courage to build this community and this membership group. Um, and, you know, if anybody, anybody that's listening and that showed up, you've, you know, they've already taken the first step in investing themselves by being here with you. So, I mean, gosh, just kudos and congratulations already on, on that. Um, it, that's a, even a big step. So I'm just so grateful that that you've created this platform for people. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that. And I, I'm so grateful. And they are, I'm sure they are, that you came over here and you share your story and you told us a little bit on the uh, uh, side that you had a job and then you left it and you actually follow your passion and created something and you're helping other women. This is such an amazing thing. I thank you so much. And I can't wait to bring you back. Oh, thank you. Yes. Anytime. Anytime.